Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. Welcome back to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy, and we'll talk a little White Lotus. We'll talk some Recs. Um, any life thoughts for the week, Jack Ferris? We're wearing a lot of red right now. I know we match really well. There's a lot of red, and I have red in my background. And there's my lighting is over the top. I I look angelic. Do you have a light on you? Also, do it's just, all natural. There's not a light. There's not a light on in the place. I'm getting dark and light. I don't know what's going on with my lighting. Um, you don't have light on you. Where is the light coming from? Are you in front of a window? There's light coming from my left and from my my front and from right here behind me. Yeah. So it's oh, and then the, that light is like this is called good podcasting. That light is like kissing out on all to their streaming out on the um the white paneling back there, like the mm-hmm. white half wall deals. So yeah, white and red. Go it's Poland. It's called three-point lighting. I don't think you have it set up exactly correct, but that's how they set up like Dateline interviews and sit-down interviews with criminals. Mm. And also not criminals. You don't have to be a criminal. I just think of Dateline. Um, we, we should do. We should set up um, anonymous, like uh, uh, mobster lighting. Just for one episode, do for it one with, episode. with distorted voices. Remember yeah, yeah. when? Well, we don't have to do distorted voices for the because I mean for the podcast, but just for the YouTube, just to mess around with the the people that are actually click on this YouTube link. That'd if be you're fun. if you're listening to this, and I think YouTube is like Netflix, where if you click on it for two seconds, it's like, oh, that was a view. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, feel free to just jump on YouTube. I think if you just click, we get the view. So. Feel free to do that for us. Um, we, gotta, we should we should find a way to do a, a fun thumbnail for YouTube. Yeah, we got to ask Brennan. Oh, I got. Oh, it's Brennan's deal. Yeah, he's the YouTube thumbnail picker. I actually don't know. They, at Speak, you should be able to choose your own thumbnails, but that is like a YouTube. It's like an honor on YouTube. The way that the swipe up feature is like if you're a good Instagrammer, if you're a good YouTuber, you get to upload your own thumbnails. Otherwise, you're limited on what you're picking between. Yeah, I can't swipe up. I've never been in because I don't have a business account. But even if you had a business account, you still need 10,000 followers. Oh, you need 10,000 people to do a swipe up? Didn't we talk about that once we Googled it? That makes me feel better because people are always like, why don't you do a swipe up? And I was like, I And I'm always like, oh, you know, I don't know. And the truth is, I was like, I can't figure it out. I don't know how to do a swipe up. To be totally honest, I actually think that's one thing. Like, you know how everyone says Twitter needs an edit button, which I say that. I'm one of those people. Um, if the way that the way you can edit an Instagram caption, you should be able to edit a tweet and it just says edited after the fact. However, with Instagram, the one thing I would change about Instagram truly like the number one is that everyone gets a swipe up because if you abuse it, like there's nothing like if like, what are people going to do? Like swipe up to porn then, then so what, you know what I mean? Like how would, how would the everyday average person abuse the swipe up feature maybe, why do you well, have to have 10,000 well, followers maybe maybe it's just a perk for those who strive to get 10,000 followers like i understand people like being like you know what i gotta get that swipe up i need to figure out how to get my followers number. like it's a reward you know what i mean it's yeah, like you, you level up 
I just think that's a feature that should be, I mean, the idea is that it's like a business feature, right? That if you're yeah. promoting products or selling, cause Instagram wants you to sell your stuff on their platform. So it is a, but I think it's also in Instagram's best interest. If they're, if they're top contributors, their top people get a little something extra than the, the seller dwellers. They get features before certain people. They test features out with them. They got like the new shopping tab was, was get, like, they have plenty of things they can give to people. Just give me the swipe up. Just give it to me. Do you, but do you want it that bad? Kind of. Yeah. Well, the average person, like, what are you really linking to before this podcast? What was I linking to? And yeah, that's me, probably, me too. it's that's only probably podcasts. why there isn't enough like backlash. Um, Cause what else would you, the problem with Instagram is you can't put, links in captions so when i put hey we have, there's a new episode of the rec center i can't put a direct link to the thing i have to say link in bio that's why it's become like this silly cliche link in bio because you can't put the link anywhere else it has to be in your bio there's no other option link in bio sounds like a dude in junior high who was really good at little league baseball and everyone thought was going to be a stud but then he just kind of filtered out went to the jc got a girl pregnant and is actually now doing pretty good working very, like a, wearing like a blue collar job lincoln bio fleshed out story for a guy named lincoln bio yeah again it, it is a silly phrase but it's the only option you have so i think instagram should give me the swipe up and by me i mean all of us pedestrians who don't have 10,000 followers nor do i want 10,000 followers on instagram that's, that's not true why wouldn't you want 10,000 followers why would you want 10, i don't need that many people's thoughts I mean, if everyone just wants to um, lurk, fine. But I don't need that many people's opinions that I don't know. I barely like the but opinions of the thousand the, people that are on there already. But Instagram's not for opinions. Mm, I disagree. I think if I think if you were offered legit ten thousand followers, I don't think you'd turn it down because it's only plus side. You could turn on. You don't have to read the comments, just like you don't have to read Twitter comments. Yeah, but it's super lame unless you're like Britney Spears. It's lame to turn the comments off or limit comments on a post. Do you ever notice when celebrities do that? I never Com post anything on Instagram. No, no, no. Like, people, people I, I mean, follow, I never comment. I never, I never comment though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll true. Get, I'm I'll double know. tap and just scroll around. But if I had 10,000 followers, I'd be incentivized to uh, start selling stuff on my, my swipe ups big time. The only... Plus of 10,000 followers for me would be the swipe up feature. Um, but. And okay, but okay. To, to swipe up to the podcast, in which case 10,000 followers would be a good thing. So you would want in the end 10,000 followers. Yeah, so we could swipe up. <laughs> okay. I don't think I was a swipe up. I just think everyone should have a swipe up. Um, and it, like, I don't know if it's like, hey, this story. I don't know. I guess it's more of a Twitter thing. Read this story or, or do whatever. But I just think that Instagram is not the place that you go to share things like that because you can't. What so what like, like you can't, yeah, you can't share links to stuff or like if you're a news reporter, a lot of people just post the whole video of the story they did that day, the whole one thirty in their thing, but you could just post a picture from the story and say, swipe up to watch the story. And then you're driving traffic to the site. But if you were a journalist, wouldn't you want 10,000 followers to get more traffic to the site? Yes, but yeah. I I'm guess not, I'm just I'm just stuck on you saying that you don't want ten thousand followers. I, I personally I personally as Lindsay Joy do not need don't have any use for nine thousand more people following me. I have no use for those people. 
what would I need that for? Other more, than the swipe more, up. More listeners to the to rec center? If the rec center wants 10,000 followers? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm talking about me personally, my personal okay. account. Okay. As a, as a as a regular person, I don't need those people. But yeah, sure, if, if 10,000 people want to follow the rec center. Well, I think the moral of this and something we can agree on is that um, if you've ever tried to put in a sw uh, swipe up into your own personal Instagram account, you couldn't figure out how to do it. Congratulations. You just can't. And you're not dumb. You're, well, you're not as dumb as you had told yourself you were. Fair. So that's important. You can also just, I think, I think you can Google it and it'll tell you. I don't know if that's, um, I'm sure that's just out there. Um, okay. So that is the Instagram portion of the podcast. Anything else before we jump into the White Lotus? Uh, no, I'm tired. I've been a sleepy guy last couple of days. The post post wedding uh, phase, haze, post wedding haze. So Wednesday is generally my day of getting back to normal, and here we are. I feel I feel pretty back to normal. As I say, are you still? I I was bad until yesterday. Monday was rough. Yeah, no, I'm completely. I'm one hundo. Well, welcome back. So. We're watching the White Lotus like week to week. I watched it on Sunday, like right when it came out. I was definitely excited to watch and I liked it. The thing for me with it is I don't know that I have half as many thoughts as I did coming out of every Mare episode. Not that I'm comparing it to Mare because it was our last Sunday week to week show. I like the show. I am a little surprised because I have heard critics who have seen the whole thing, like loved it. To, like completely so just knowing the good reviews it got from critics i'm a little surprised i still like the show yeah so i have the same realization but kind of the the opposite reaction and let me explain i agree with you it's not mayor but once i once i realized it's not mayor i started liking the show a lot more you're hanging out in maui with uh you know 10 or 11 12 people and they are the caricatures of, of you know, rich, not one percenters, but well-off people. Uh, and then once I kind of wrapped my mind around the idea, or rather let go of the idea that I don't have to break down every scene of every episode, because there's just nothing, there's, there, there's not, the show itself is kind of superficial, and that's the point. You're just hanging out with these people. Like, there's all these superficial storylines. Um you know, the guy doesn't have the room he wants and he's freaking out. But through that lens, Daddario's kind of realizing she may have made the wrong biggest life choice of her life. You know, the host is like not trying to look like an idiot. He's he's always he's never trying to admit to a mistake that he may have made. But through that lens, you realize he suffers from like a big time substance abuse problem. Uh I think you're just supposed to let it wash over you. And once I started doing that and not reading into it as much, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. I've, and that took me like a day to come to that realization. Had we recorded immediately after Sunday, I'd kind of be like, oh, I'm kind of out on this. I'm bored. But now, I mean, there, there, there's not too much to get. So the, what I would say is I'm I'm definitely not out on it or bored, but I always obviously had a similar um, reaction. I would say with Mare, it was, and I'll stop comparing it to Mare at some point, I promise. But with Mare, it was amazing plot develop, developments, amazing character development. You had those two things every single week. This is just the character development. Like the plot isn't 
There's not a ton of plot. There is no. It's, it's Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. Yeah. There's, there's no, like there's, there's little no there's little tiny plots and they they don't really matter. Um, I will say the um is it Jake Lacey the guy yes. with the room, he if we are doing five is it five or six episodes, total I think it's, it's short. Six. I okay, think it's six. we'll say six. If we're doing six episodes of the room complaints, it's a funny, like it was a funny bit at first, and it, it it's gotta we gotta do something else. He's gotta get hung up on something else at the resort or something because I can't do that same conversation for six episodes and i know that's the point but i'm also unwilling to partake in that <laughs> well see i disagree because i think if it continues to escalate it's so absurd it's it's funny and it's going to be so cringy and so awkward I, I think that's the direction we're going there's this battle of you know immovable force or unstoppable force immovable object and something's got to give up at some point. And uh, these people are so ridiculous that uh, the ends that they'll go to to just prove a point when it doesn't really matter, I, I think is great. Uh, what do you what what would you suggest they they pivot to with Jake Lacey? I mean, he just he there are so many ways that he can be a spoiled brat jerk like he doesn't like the food. He, I mean, so so one thing with this episode was it well, he told his him. wife to quit his job. Quit I was going to say the one thing with the wife, with the one thing this episode you really saw was he was basically, I, okay, here's the thing. He's a horrible person, bad delivery, all of the above. He has a point that he's like, can you not just take the week of the honeymoon off and then go back to freelance? Like, you don't have a schedule. You can freelance whenever. You don't need the money. Just take one assignment off and then pop back into it next week when you get back. It's one week. It's your honeymoon. Sure. No, I, I totally understand that. But for, and I thought about that, but for that, just to move the, the plot along, you kind of have to suspend disbelief a little bit. Sure. Um, yes. Like in the real world, it's your honeymoon. You, you know, turn your phone off for a week, 10 days. That That's not unreasonable. And I know her argument is I'm freelance. If I keep saying no to these jobs, they're going to stop offering me the jobs. Fine. But I, I don't think anyone's going to fault you for, for not responding to your text or emails on the honeymoon so i understand that point that's a little nitpicky though um i do think i mean how insulting was when he said what are they offering you for the piece a few hundred bucks i'll double that for you not to do the piece like imagine if your significant other said that to you and thought that they were actually like doing you a solid yeah that would be goo that was the cringiest thing of the last episode Hopefully she's getting a joint account anyway. So that's like the one positive of this marriage. Obviously, I don't think the marriage will last longer than the honeymoon. They are flying back separately. We know that much. Um, If it does, hopefully she gets a joint account out of it. And there is no, I give you this money. The money is just there. Well, they signed a prenup. Yeah, we still get a joint pink account when you're married. Oh, you're saying if they divorce, they sign a prenup. They did sign a prenup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I know she mentioned it to Connie Britton at the pool, but um, which that was weird too. Anyway, no, um, no, no, no. I thought that was the best scene. The that, no, I no, thought no, that was no, no. awesome. Nitpicky journalist thing. How she was like, I really just repurposed a profile of you from someone else. Like she writes for BuzzFeed. I'm sorry, she writes for a BuzzFeed like like websites. Although she said it was for like the Business Journal, which seemed a lot more reputable than the BuzzFeed references she made to the girls in the first episode, but. To say I re- like a profile is not something you repurpose ever. 
a profile is a profile. You you interview the person and then it's a profile. You can't really repurpose. Right. You, you sit with a day with the person and, and kind of as and, you write a profile, kind of observe a day in the life and maybe sprinkle in some backstory as well. But um, <laughs> well, it's I mean, it's evidence she's not a very good journalist. Yeah. Um, but again, that's probably a little too inside baseball. Maybe we're reading a little too into that. Uh, I think it's just clear that Daddario's character, Alexander Daddario's character, is not of this class of people. And she can try, but she's just not. Uh, left and right, she's getting like beaten down for the socioeconomic p- class of person that she is. Uh, and I, 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 I'm, the girls did it to her mm-hmm. in episode one. Her husband does it every other sentence. And now Connie Britton did it. So I'm interested to see how they continue that little side plot, or I should say side theme. I'm into it. I like it. Yeah, I, no, I do I too. Really I, like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I feel like I'm coming here and I'm like, I have thoughts, but I just don't have as many thoughts as I did. I, and I think that's okay. You know, I mean, not everything's going to be, you know, who done it. Um, crazy time. Let's watch YouTube videos about it after. Yeah. Again, that would be exhausting. And, you know, we would only that if, if every show was kind of aiming for that, I think we would always hold it up to the last show. That was the best, the last show that we liked the most, which in this case would be mayor. You know, if this came out and it, HBO was touting it as the new mayor, it wouldn't be nearly as good. Yep. And I, I think people are doing that naturally. But stop doing that, people. Just hang out in Maui for an hour and laugh at the awkwardness of it all. I will say the two women, or the two women, the two girls are 100% going to have a crazy, crazy falling out and fight and beat each other up. Because when they were doing the ketamine and she's like, oh my God, I love you so much. Thank you so much for having here. Oh my God, I can't express to you how much, you know, how much... I can't tell you how much I love that you're here and they're just bonding over the ketamine that house of cards will, will fall in a big way as they're also both into the dude, the hot Samoan dude. Yeah. So there's, and whose fault will it be? I don't know. Probably both 17 year old girls. So are you saying that one of them is the dead person? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you that. You think they're going to get in a fight? They're definitely, I one hundo, signed, sealed, delivered, fight time between those two. Well, there you go. That's one thing that we will see in the coming weeks. I don't really know what else to expect in the coming weeks. Obviously, like we're going to find out who the dead person is at some point. Um, they're Daddario and Jake Lacey are going to break up or how, get in a fight and fly back separately. How about this? Sweeney, the Spokane blonde teenager is going to hook up with the hot Samoan dude that d- doesn't have a line yet. And her friend's going to get pissed and hook up with the brother. In retaliation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that coming, but I guess that's a possibility. I just feel, I don't, the, um, they're so mean to him, but like, that, I, well, that's the point. I think, yeah, I don't, and then, I don't and then all of a sudden, it. and then the dynamical shift and she's going to be really protective over her brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
that's not the vibe I get. Um, we'll see though. Again, with like plots of, I don't know how to predict stuff because I don't, um, the plot is again, not the point here. The point is just these people are bad, complicated, whatever you want to call them. And they're hanging out and having a good time or a bad time in Hawaii. Um, that is honestly all of my thoughts. I didn't take copious notes. I didn't take any notes, but that is, those are the thoughts that I remember. Um, oh yeah. The weird part with, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The dad, Sydney Sweeney's dad. Steve's on. Steve's on. That part at the end with like the twist with his dad was gay and at AIDS. I, that was a weird, I don't know. It's a weird way to end it that that was like this weird shocking reveal. But other than that, I don't really remember a ton of the plot points or a ton of the um, thoughts I had coming out. That was in my Sunday haze of returning home and being real tired. So White Lotus. I watched it Monday morning at like 6 a.m. <laughs> it's not awake Monday morning. I guess I was up at seven. Anyway, so what is your first rec of the week? Do you have three or do you have two? I got two. So let me go first. Okay. Because I have three actually pretty quick ones. Okay. I talked about this before. It's on Facebook Watch. It actually took me longer to find how to watch a Facebook Watch show on television. You can obviously go to your computer, go on Facebook and watch it. Um, it's called Simone vs. Herself. The episodes are like 15 minutes. It took me longer to figure this out than it did to actually watch the episodes. The reason I didn't talk about it, it's been on for five weeks. Now the reason I didn't do it five weeks ago is because they're 15 minutes each. And it really could just be released as one documentary. But same thing with like Tom versus Time, where they split it up into eight parts so they can just like keep it in the conversation. So it's Simone Biles and it's gymnastics must start late in the Olympics because I believe there are two more episodes left, which means it would be on during the Olympics. Um, I thought maybe the they end. switched. It's COVID, so who knows? But generally, it's always gymnastics first week, and then track is all second week. Then it's like wall-to-wall track stuff. Swimming and gymnastics. So, Swimming is first week for sure. Swimming is like huge first week, second week, track and field. Maybe gymnastics. I think it's team first and then individuals. So it's team all around and then they'll do the event final. So there are three days of it. I believe you compete three times. I'm not, I, you, no, you I think three. it's a few. It's definitely, it's definitely more than three days of competing gymnastics. And uh, no, no, no. It's just, you do the team competition. You do, Isn't, but there's heats for, for gymnastics, gymnastics. The gymnasts don't show up for three days total at, in Tokyo. There's no prelims. Okay. Anywho. So yeah. the, what is weird is the show like Simone preparing for Tokyo is going to air after Simone has won the gold in Tokyo is what I'm saying. The timing doesn't make sense or I'm miscalculating how often they release these episodes. There's seven episodes, like 15 to 20 minutes each. They're great. She's great. It's not groundbreaking stuff. She's not this controversial person. You're not going to get like, her background with drugs or whatever. She's just like the most talented tiny little human being that there has ever been. She's again, the best gymnast of all time. Like we're not even debating that anymore. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch her win a gold again. There is no chance that she doesn't win a gold again, um, which takes some of the drama out of it. But the show actually does go into why they knock her for So like this vault that she just did for the first time, um, there's obviously an episode on that. No woman has ever performed it. If another woman tried to do it, they would die. So 
they talk about like the start value with that, why the gymnastics federation is kind of like screwing her there. So there is a little bit of pushback from her as like, not this perfect little superstar who's just going to go along with everything they say. So I liked that part of it. She's like, they're, you know, this is how they're screwing me over, which they are. Um, but yeah, she's Simone Biles. I love her. She's great. Um, it's just an inside look at her life. She talks a lot about, um, I don't know, like the COVID training and the delays and all that. Um, there's the Larry Nassar stuff, uh, which is horrible, but her perspective on it is interesting. And How old is Simone Biles? 24. Oh, so wow. this is wow. her last Olympics. Yeah. This I was going to, I was going to say closer to 30 because it feels like she's no. been in my life for a decade now, which I guess she has. She won when she was 19 for the first time. And I actually, or yeah, she was 19 because, um, of the delay. So five what, years ago, it was five years ago. So she was 19. And I actually don't think as a gymnast, you can compete in the Olympics when you're 15. Um, uh, not unless you're born in China. I was going to say the Chinese obviously get around that by lying, but technically I don't think she could have competed in the Olympics um, in 2012. She would have been too young. So she gets two. How, how long are these episodes? They're like 15 to 20 minutes. There was some Belarusian chick who up until I think, I think uh, Rio were, was her last games and she was like 42, still awesome. She wasn't like meddling, but I think she did one event and it was just like, just a 42 year old gymnast battling with all these 19 year olds. I do remember that. I, I don't remember who it was. Um, there's a there's a U.S. gymnast who is 32 who competed at trials this year um, and could have made it as an event specialist on, I think, bars. Blanking on her name, but she was um, – oh, my gosh, it's going to bug me. Anyway, so she, like, had two kids, came back. Simone Biles, I don't – will not be doing that. I think, so, I think she's, like, flat out said this is her last, but she wants to move on with her life, I think. She – um. She dates a guy. I don't know if he's still on the Texans, but I think he is. He's a cornerback. Um, I think she just wants to have a life. She's quite small. She's like four ten. So how tall is Sean Johnson? Four eleven, five feet. Oh, taller than maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I could. Sean Johnson just gave birth like a couple days ago. By the way, she had another kid. It's like um, a, it's like a third grader giving birth. I think she has two kids now. Uh, yeah, I know when she's pregnant, it's just like all this way. Um, I could Google how tall she is, but I'm guessing five feet on the dot or shorter. But Simone is shorter. Um, I'm just looking at my notes. Honestly, I recommend it for anyone if you're able to, like, again, figure out Facebook Watch. It's called Versus on Watch, VS period on Watch. Um, the search function is not the best with Facebook and the interface is not the best. But if you are willing to push past that, I think it's a worthwhile quick watch. Oh, Star rating. Mm, 3.5. It would have been four, but it, if it was on Netflix, it would have been four. Four is the top, right? Five. Why, five. why on Netflix would it have been four? Because the ease of access. Like it honestly was so fresh. Oh. It's, it's, so I watched the episodes out of order because they're, it's not – one, two, three, four, five, they just title them. And it doesn't really matter because it's not really chronological until you get to her like real Tokyo prep. It doesn't really matter chronologically. Each episode has its own theme. But again, like 
not a big Facebook fan, not a big Facebook user. To, I downloaded the app on my smart TV, which was fine. But then the search function, the organization, it is like so subpar. And maybe if you're a big Facebook watch fan, you don't have this problem because you already know how to navigate it. I just, the again, the user interface was so terrible. It took it down a half a star for me. But the actual show is worth your time. It's like I said, it's not groundbreaking. She doesn't have some dramatic troubling past that she's overcome like i mean she, she does she has a good story her family history is interesting like she has not lived a simple life but it is i knew a lot of the story i just like watching her i like watching everything she does i think she's really honest i think she's cute i think it's fun she's like the again the most talented human being that's ever lived so watch versus on watch with some okay um i finally got around to what has turned into a cultural phenomenon. And I had resisted for quite some time because I was like, you know what? I have my South Park. I went through a family guy phase like we all did, uh, you know, high school into college. Uh, I, I got into Rick and Morty. And Rick <laughs> I didn't and Morty know where he was going with South Park, but I should have guessed. Rick and Morty is as good, if not better than anything you could have anticipated whatever anyone's told you about it. Now I, I totally understand how it's kind of taken over um, uh, this little like subculture going on, this adult swim subculture that's always been there or has been there, I should say for 25, 30 years. But uh, it's certainly obviously popular with a lot of incels as with a lot of like edgy cartoons, but this has, has uh, mass appeal. I can't say enough good things about how funny, how smart, how like secretly um, heartfelt it is. So it's it's serial, right? So there's overarching storylines that go from episode to episode, which is uh, South Park's been doing it. South Park in a very smart way did it uh, right around the 2016 election with the rise of Trump. I think they realized, oh, this is going to be an absolute gold mine. We need to keep this going. So they South Park has been one of those shows where if you if you miss a few episodes, you'll be fine, but you're going to miss a lot of like callbacks to uh to earlier episodes as as they're building on things and it, South Park's still going that direction. Rick and Morty uh it is a alcoholic super genius grandpa who lives with his daughter. They have a lot of issues that they're working out and he uses his uh grandson and the grandson is kind of like this innocent foil for the audience like we see the world's through morty's eyes uh as rick continues to impress with or impress and really like disappoint his family uh, from from adventure to adventure again the the standalone episodes the plot lines are so funny and so smart i can't i can't overstate that um and like is there a pickle rick have you heard of pickle rick no there's this one episode it, you, it might pop up to you now if you google pickle rick he turns himself into a pickle and the reason rick turns himself into a pickle you find out early in the episode is because he wants to avoid going to a family therapy session. And at the family therapy session, they're going to talk about the divorce that 
Rick's daughter's going through. And at the very end, he turns himself, well, he's still a pickle. And the therapist is like saying, hey, you may rip on my profession, my vocation. You may think what I do is is not worth your time. And that's fine. But I'm going to go home and I'm going to brush my teeth. And if I don't brush my teeth, my teeth is going to decay. Brushing my teeth is work. I don't like doing it, but I do it every day similar situation with you. You know, you, you can, you can act like what you do and say every day doesn't have repercussions that people aren't uh, affected one way or another by you. And you can choose not to approach it. And that's just on you. You're just going to decay. <laughs> it was like they, they have these little pieces of wisdom every couple of episodes. Does it have to do with it. pickles? It, it, the pickle thing is different. <laughs> It has to do with him going out of his way to avoid this family therapy session. And the therapist finally sits him down and was like, hey, man, you can you can SHIT on me all you want. The problem's with you. You can show up to these meetings or not. I don't care. I'm not losing sleep over it. And it's like he's stunned and it's very good. Um, I'm going to give it 4.5 stars. Oh. What? Where did you watch this? Because is it Cartoon Network? No, it's on HBO Go. Did they? Has it always been HBO? You said yep. Go, HBO Max. Remember Sorry, when they had to rebrand? Well, no, remember HBO Go used to be a thing. The rebranding of HBO. I think they finally got to a place where everyone just calls it HBO Max or HBO. HBO Max. Um, has it always been on there? Has it always yeah. been an HBO show? Okay. Yeah. I think I think of it as Adult Swim, honestly. Um. All right. That's a some high praise. Yeah, it's fabulous. Each episode is 22, 23 minutes. Pop one on. You don't have to start at the very beginning, but like I said, it is kind of, they do build on each other. And uh, a lot of it is Rick realizing that he is like a bad human and he needs to like fix himself for his family. But like that is the, the onion that is so deep into it and on the service is just fun crazy wild jokes how many seasons uh we're on season five right now but there's four seasons available on hbo max okay so wait it airs sorry that's the last question airs currently on hbo max no it doesn't air on hbo max but they keep it in perpetuity so it airs on you can watch season five episode one on youtube otherwise it airs on comedy central adult swim so it does air on adult swim yeah, no, it does. But it's always been an adult it. swim. Oh yeah, no, I th- I mean I, th- I think if you're normal people like everyone listening to this, and you want to watch it, you can find it on HBO Max. I watched it on HBO Max. Okay, but it is an Adult Swim show. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Rick and Morty, four and a half stars. Anything else? Uh, no. So my second one is relatively quick. It's Never Have I Ever on Netflix. It's in its second season now, its second season just came out last week. I think the first season came out during COVID. I was always going to watch it because it's a Mindy Kaling produced show. It is a teen high school drama. But if you liked to all the boys, like if you, if you can tolerate a certain amount of I'm watching a teen high school show, it's good. It's cute. It's well done. Um, the setup is silly and there are certain parts of it that are silly like the the season two begins with her 
dating two guys and she's at the same high school and she's like, I'm going to date them and they're never going to find out. And you're just like, okay, I'm not going to watch an entire season of this. Um, but they get out of it pretty early. And it's the, like the silly parts of the show don't last long enough to make it an issue. Um, it's funny. Like I said, it's, it's not like super heartfelt, but kind of heartfelt teen comedy. And I really like it. I really enjoy watching it. It's the definition of an easy watch. It's like 25 to 30 minute episodes. Uh, like I said, there's two seasons now. And if you're just looking for kind of a good chill show, never have ever. I don't want to give everything three and a half stars, but. Maybe just give this one a I think three. It's, no, well. Okay, so there's an, there is one thing. This I have one complaint about. So maybe maybe I will go down to three because I have one complaint about season two. What they do is they have John McEnroe, the tennis player, narrate the whole show. So he narrated season one. And I was really like, it was kind of silly. And then it made sense in the finale. They made it make sense. And in season two, he narrates again, but there's um, guest stars. So Andy Samberg was a guest narrator in the first season. And in the second season, the guest narrator so far, I have like one or two episodes left is Gigi Hadid. She's great. Like she seems like a fun hang 10 out of 10 Gigi Hadid. However, I think she was like, I will not do this unless you let me talk the entire time. And she's just a narrator. You never see her face. So what like they narrate the scenes and it was constant. Like her narrate, it was way too much. I don't, again, I don't know if that was something where she was like, I won't do this unless I'm in the show constantly, but that part of it, just get through the Gigi episode and then you're good. Um, so I'll take it down to a three because the narration can be distracting. It's normally not with John McEnroe, um, but it is confusing at first because you're watching it and you're like, why is John McEnroe narrating this teen comedy I'm watching on Netflix? Um, but they, like I said, they made it make sense. So I'll go three stars. It's going to be three and a half, but honestly, I just don't want to give everything three and a half stars. Try not to be wishy-washy. So Three stars, never have I ever on Netflix. Uh, that means if it was on Facebook Watch, it would be a two five. Yeah, Facebook Watch is automatic minus 0. 0.5. Third H, third HBO Max installment. This one is the worst I've done since we started doing stars. It may not get a star. It's Space Jam: A New Legacy. <laughs> I said um, I was going to watch it, but I didn't. So bad. It uh, it made me think. Man, I thought growing up Space Jam was good. And then I was like, I, I had like this existential crisis. I was like, man, is this just as good? Just not, but just I'm not eight years old watching it. Um, so I think uh, uh, both might be true. But I do think I watched the original Space Jam and maybe it's just nostalgia. But the original Space Jam kind of stands up in my book. Uh, the supporting cast of like Larry Bird, Bill Murray and, and Wayne Knight in Space Jam is pretty good. Don Cheadle is an incredible actor, but he plays a digital, not even digital. He plays an algorithm. His name is Al G rhythm and he's the bad guy. Oh, I heard about that. He's the bad guy. And so the plot line is, you know how, um, the original space jam, Michael Jordan is trying to save the Looney Tunes from being imprisoned on, on, um moron mountain and doing the same jokes every night etc cetera, etc cetera. 
This time his son, LeBron's son, not his real son, gets trapped in the uh like Warner Brothers digital intellectual property universe. And so he goes from from world to world. Rick and Morty is in there. Oh, by the way, Harry Potter is very much involved in this movie. Superman, Batman, um, and on and on. <laughs> there's like a big, big, there's three or four original Matrix references. And I thought, what kid is going to know what Matrix is? And like, there's like some inside baseball Matrix references. But then Matrix 4 is coming out at the end of this year. So I was like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, this movie sucks. I remember the five other basketball stars in 1996 that starred in it. Charles Barkney, Barkney, Charles Barkley and company had like good roles. Like that plot line was solid. This one with, you know, Diana Taurasi and Clay Thompson and Damian Lillard. They shot their stuff in an afternoon. And it's it's bad. It's not good. Terrible, terrible. LeBron is um is is not a good actor. I think it's a bad summer for LeBron. Uh I'm sure he won a ton of money. And I see like the the Rotten Tomato score is relatively high. I think it was high seventies, low eighties. The the really? critic score well, critic score is like low twenties. Uh, but that's to be expected. I'm not the target audience. So what do I care? But yeah, no, like at the game, there's like Voldemort from Harry Potter is like hanging out in the stands. Did they just think, I mean, obviously it's just like one giant WB, like Warner it's Brothers all, promotion. Um, yeah, but like what kid is going to be able to wrap their mind around that? But isn't like, you I, know, I, don't they say a lot of Disney movies they put jokes for the parents in there and that maybe that's what this was because like if you're if you have young kids you well i guess it'd be weird if you well if you have young kids you might like harry potter you know what i mean like you're you're that age yeah in the beginning so i guess that's fun and that's what they're banking on but they're they're also like conditioning the the kids i guess and as i talk out loud making it it makes more sense they're conditioning these kids to be like warner brothers fans as opposed to like disney fans you know what i mean like they're gonna see space jam they're gonna know that Rick and Morty, Matrix, Harry Potter, Superman, Justice League, all those guys are, you know, I'm I'm a Warner's brother, I'm a Warner Brother guy. Um yeah, in the beginning in the beginning of the movie, LeBron goes to Warner Brothers and they pitch him on all the things they could get him involved in. And what it is, it's just they're going franchise to franchise, telling him how they could fit him into all these movies. Uh, like Game of Thrones is big in in the movie uh <laughs> it was weird they should have just done like a carbon copy replay of the original just paying homage to it with contemporary stars but you know what that's why i don't work for warner brothers well okay since you've said it 15 times i have a question um i don't know if this is inside baseball is it called warner brothers in the movie or isn't it warner media now no, it's well. They call it Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Okay, so then that must still be the, because Warner Media, is HBO and HBO Max and all that. Like that's what. So, the studio must still be called Warner Brothers. Does Warner Media own Warner Brothers? Warner Media is, the 
totality of HBO Max. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have to Google this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, now you and every other seven-year-old who's seen the movie can can tell you that. Can tell me what? Who all is who all yes. is in the Warner yes. family? Yes. Um. But now I'm just wondering what the relation is between the two. Is Warner Brothers the studio and Warner Media is the company? This is bothering me. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Warner Brothers is still an operational movie S studio, studio, what? and Warner Media. But they call, I mean, they, they they call it all Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner because Warner, it's also a callback to Looney Tunes itself. Yeah, well, Warner Brothers isn't um is just an asset owned by Warner Media. Anyway, that's really um, I was just curious. So. I heard the soundtrack was bad too. People can It's funny. You said there was a decent Rotten Tomato audience, whatever. Um, I have not heard a single good thing about this movie. So I was surprised. Yeah, but again, yeah, like, you know, I don't think it's for us. But we're the ones, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't actually rate anything on Rotten Tomatoes. Or like we are the ones like going on and rating Rotten Tomatoes things, right? Like a seven-year-old's not like, that was really cool. And then they go into Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, but there's, I don't know. There's probably a bunch of uh, um, LeBron fans. LeBron fans, dumb parents who laughed at their kids and wanted to give it a shout out. It's fair. I have not heard great things. You said it might not get a star. What is your star rating? It do, It's not getting a star. It's a zero? It's you a can't zero. even do like 0. 0.5? Nope, can't do it. You can do a half star. I can do what I want. It's I don't think anything's ever gotten a zero star's well, Just now we know. Zero now we know, stars. We know where the ceiling. We, we we know where the floor is, don't we? So it was worse than good on paper. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Are you done with Space Jam? I don't. No, 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 no. That was just my preamble. I don't know that it's even something I will watch at this point. I said I would watch it. Um, I said I would download it for the plane and watch it. I obviously didn't actually watch it. Never have ever. Okay, I'm going to do a Netflix show. I was not going to do this, but I put it on today out of curiosity. It came out today, I believe. It is called Sexy Beasts, and it is real bad. Um, it's not going to get zero stars, though, let me tell you that. So, the um, not the promo, but like the announcement, the PR, the publicity for this got a lot of attention because... One, it's Rob Delaney. I don't know why. I don't know what he's famous for. <laughs> he's just famous. Um, again, Catastrophe, if anyone has seen that on Amazon, is his baby. No pun intended. Um, but he's just a famous guy. And so because he was producing it or involved with it somehow, he actually narrates it, but I do think he's also involved in the production. The other reason it got a lot of attention is because Love is Blind was such a big hit for Netflix that everyone's like, oh, is this the new Love is Blind? So what it is, it's called, again, Sexy Beasts. It is a dating show. And they put these people in ridiculous makeup, like movie makeup, but like the worst over the top. They turn people into gremlins and trolls. And the first girl, the first episode, she's they turn her into the devil. And they have like all of these prosthetic crazy things hanging off their faces. Um, one of the guy that gave him these like two giant beaver teeth that were like six inches long. So he couldn't talk, like he had a hard time talking. 
Um, but then like it's one person and you date one guy, you date three girls and then you eliminate them each. And the whole point of the show is like the reveal. So after they eliminate someone, then they take the mask off and it's like, Oh wow, you were hot. I shouldn't have eliminated you. So it's a show about dating without being able to see the person and not being superficial, but the entire show is completely superficial because it's all hot people under the masks. And you, so just described, you-, you just described 45 Netflix shows. No, but you can't see the person. <laughs> I mean, isn't love there is another? Yeah, love is blind. Oh, That's what oh, I just oh. said. Love is blind. Oh, what about the Rob Delaney show? That's the show I'm talking about. We're not, we're, I thought we were talking about Love is Blind. I'm talking about Sexy Beasts, the Rob oh. Delaney show. Oh, oh, I mean, love people, is blind know, is... Pe- people know what Love is Blind is. You don't have to like over explain that. No, I'm explaining Sexy Beasts. Okay. Where? I'm, how? I'm confused. How are you lost? Oh, so, so the makeup is such that you have no idea what they actually look like. Yes, the makeup is like, imagine when you play, like, I think Avatar, but even Avatar, they you could still see their bone structure because it was mostly painting. They would just put like weird noses and chins on them. But this is like, you can't see their face shape. You can, For the girls, you uh, can't see their hair. So it's a repurposed. You can't tell. It's a repurposed Love is Blind. Yes, but in like Love is Blind, you sat in a room with a wall between you. The audience doesn't even know what mm. these people look like until they take their masks off. You don't see any pre-interviews without them. You see pre-interviews, but you see them with the masks on. So the whole point of the show is there's this big reveal of what they actually look like. So the audience for the first time sees what they actually look like. And then the people who are dating them see what they actually look like. That's the whole interesting part of the show. So it becomes superficial because you're like, oh, I wonder what they look like even though the point of the show is to take away the superficial part of it. You're supposed to like pick the people you like for their personalities. But the other thing too, is you can see their bodies. So like they, you dress in fully normal clothes and for like the girl, like this one guy was like, Oh yeah, I'm an ass man. And so you can see their, like you can see their bodies. So like he just picked the people, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it is completely superficial. It's, it's bad. It's like, um, it reminded me of those MTV shows like Next and um, Parental Control that were like Room Raiders. Room Raiders, that kind of stuff. So just like bad. It's that vibe. It's not like Love is Blind, which was beautiful, chaos, terrible trash reality TV. Like it's a different level of trash reality TV. Worser. And worser this one is the worst kind. Um, I will say like (laughs) watch one episode just to like see what it is and then don't ever watch it again. But it, it definitely was not good. And And so, and so, um, this dude's the host that you mentioned a few times. Rob Delaney. Yeah. He's the narrator, but he doesn't host. There is no host. It was a COVID shoot, I think. And they did it. They did it in London. Um, the other really, really weird part, the people are like 21. I swear one of the kids was like 18 years old. He looked so, so, so young. Hmm. Um, so they're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And they're like, I don't really know yet. Like they're they're just kids like figuring their lives out. And it's like this dating show. And it just is super, super weird. They also, some of them kiss, but they have masks on. So they like can't get their lips to each other. But I'm assuming that was like encouraged because it's like funny TV to watch 
these two people kiss mm-hmm. when they have these like giant masks on, but it's just really awkward because again, they can't reach the mouth of the other person with all so of the prosthetics they have on. Who's the hottest animal for both sex? Oh, um, it's hard because like, to be honest, the casting you can tell was kind of rushed and it's like, <laughs> there still, are certain, yeah, but and I'm group- trying to say, I'm trying to say something mean, but I'm trying to not say it in a mean way. There are certain reality shows where, you know, it's just like all of the people who applied to be on the bachelor, but didn't make it like there's a, so second, even the, so even the hottest person is not that hot. Even the hottest person wouldn't be on the bachelor. Right. Okay. But that's not my question. Who's the but hottest of the group. So I would say the girl Panda was like surprising. Panda. Pandas hot. Okay. What about the dude? The last guy, the the rooster. Uh, he had um he had um I think he was a rooster. He had they gave him like dang what are the red dangling things that dangle from a rooster's neck? Um or is that just their neck? Rooster dangly things. There's a name for it, I'm sure. They like put them on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely like the people are, if you watched it, you would know exactly what I mean with like the level of looks, but they are conventionally attractive people. And again, the whole point of the show is like the reveal is supposed to be like, oh my God, wow, you were this troll. And then when you took your mask off, you're like this Less beautiful, well, like beautiful person. Um, what else? Oh, no. Uh, the other thing is that the um, they wear makeup because like it's movie makeup. So a lot of the guys have eyeliner on when they do their reveals. And that was really distracting for me. Like you can buy makeup wipes. So you just like rub it off. But their makeup department clearly didn't have the proper makeup remover. And it was really bothering me. It's just weird. Like half the guys are wearing makeup. They can better, if they want to. But it's better than Space Jam. What's the what's the rating? It's 1.5. Oh, okay. it was it was interesting enough. I, I watched I put it on. And I was like, I'll just watch this as like background. And so it was so much the, of it. It's the masked singer, but for dating. Yes. But the thing with the masked singer is it's like a 10 week, one hour a week commitment. This is like minimal commitment because it's like six episodes. And they're but you're 20, still telling people minutes. not to watch it. No, I would or, say if you're, if you're curious, throw on one 20 minute episode, watch it and then be done. Cause they're all the same too. There's like six episodes. Every single one is the same. There's no one that's more interesting. Oh, there's a reveal. The of the, There's a reveal at the end. There's reveals throughout the show because it's essentially four people in costume per episode. And one by one, they reveal what they really look like throughout mm. the 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So with the like, if you get kicked off, do you have to reveal? If you're yeah. like, you're not, oh, got it. So what it is, is like- So you can see like kind of a hot chick and you're like, oh, damn it. And they all do that. Literally yeah. every guy with the two people there that he is still quote unquote dating in their masks, the chick walks in with her mask off. The first one he kicks off and the guy always goes, oh no, you're beautiful. Wait, oh. Well, every yeah, time. you gotta, hey, well, you gotta respond. You, that's how you have to respond because if you, you know? didn't that would be so awkward that's what i'm saying is the whole point of the show is that these people are secretly hot and so then when you see them you have to react and be like oh my god wait you were a uh, frog so but you're, you're so hot so if everyone was hot every if everyone was bachelor hot this would be closer to a four for you no because the show like i said the setup was very like parental controly just it was too too like hokey goofy mm-hmm. um have you ever watched dating around no it's on Netflix. It's I actually I actually enjoyed that show. Um 
this one is not even a okay. good bad show. Um, okay, so recap. I'm supposed to recap it. No, recap all of our ratings. Oh, we have to go through the list. Unless you don't want to. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap it up for the people here. I'm well, no, trying to. We don't have to uh, check the check the Instagram. Okay. Well, Give it a like. They'll I be gave, there. I gave. Um, I thought we did this at the end. We've never done this at the end. Oh well, excuse me. Sorry. I don't think we can. I, usually at the end, I ask you what you're going to watch next week. And I do have a question regarding that. What's that? How quickly are you going to consume Ted Lasso? Because it comes out in two days. Probably not as quickly as, as people think. I'll get around to it when I get around to it. I don't like that they released it on the Olympic opening night. I think they should have done it the week before when the only thing we have to watch is Space Jam. They're mm. releasing it on the opening ceremony day. Yeah, but... If there was a game seven of the NBA finals tomorrow, you'd be saying a different tune. Yeah, but it's every other day. But yeah, but yes, fine. Um, I, I mean, with, I, I don't, with the Olympics, it's like you watch, like I watch gymnastics tracks. I watch the basic stuff. So there will be a slow day in there where I can fit in Ted Lasso. Good. It's exciting. All right. Sorry for women's soccer. I know that was rough. Rough deal. Uh, I will be watching a lot of Olympics, though, so I might come with two wrecks next week. Is that fair? No? Beyond fair. Oh. Okay. Peace. <laughs>